This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I like that laugh. <laughs> He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have Good Christian Fun. That was a quote from the author Elizabeth Elliot talking about a mission trip <laughs> that her parents went on. Roses are red. Our lives are intertwined. He was in the episode. <laughs> I'm researching, researching spiders, spiders with my mom because she died. <laughs> wow. Woo. I mean, this comes out two weeks after we're recording mm-hmm. this because it doesn't come out next Wednesday. Comes out the Wednesday after that. Yeah. Well, there's a huge board of mouth campaign. We got Madam Web fever. Madam Web, yeah. yeah. So it's got some momentum. It's building. Wait, did you also get a sneak A list uh, entourage yeah. ticket today? Oh yeah, I'm in a there. Friend of ours. I'm going yeah. to see it. I can't wait on Monday. Oh yeah, you coming? I, I wanted to come, but I already had plans that night. Nar. I had a date. I had a date with. I guess I can say this. I had a date. The with, devil. I have a date with four women in the same night. Oh, book and club? Two of them Three? are twins. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm seeing a double feature of Uptown Girls and New York Minute. Oh, oh, okay. Is Uptown Girls? Wait, no, that's Brittany Murphy. It's and, Brittany uh, Murphy and Dakota yeah. Fanning. I was yeah. like, is that also an Olsen twin? No, but it, it's adjacent, obviously, <laughs> it is. right? Yeah. Wow. I know, book club three. Ooh. <laughs> Kevin, you're going to clean up Complete on that double trouble. feature. What do you mean? That's a millennial woman, like, cream <laughs> fest. Are you kidding me? What are you even doing there? Well, <laughs> tell me how I should dress. If you had to be my stylist for the night, what would you tell me to um, lean into? Blue collar, okay. rugged. Okay. So flannel? fix an outfit, an outlet for you. Yeah. Like some flannel, <laughs> maybe like a white undershirt. These women, they are 35 to 40. They're ready 40? to settle down. <laughs> I need a man of the house, you know, man of the woods. Oh, that's that's not what I'm (laughs) going. I'm not going for man of the woods per se. I'm just telling you what would work. You say millennial women. Do you think Mary Kate and Ashley means anything to Gen Z? Do you think that Gen Z cares 
about the Olsen twins. I would not dare to say because I, I always ask these rhetorical about. questions. And yeah, I'm like, who do I? Who yeah, can I'm like, tell what me? does punch through? You know, like mm-hmm. the Spice Girls punch through. Does Britney? I don't know. Probably I bet. Not. I bet Britney would in a way. Spice Girls doesn't. Britney is still an ongoing conversation. Thing. Yeah, Spice Britney Girls. for them though is like how. I came to understand Michael Jackson, you know, was like the last half of his life. Hmm. And like, but there was so much that led to Michael Jackson looking like that, you know, and like being like that. Yeah. And so. And so I Michael knew, Jackson is how you got into Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. And so for, I imagine this generation, like they're encountering Britney now, you know, and they they like have an understanding of old Britney, but like mm-hmm. not really, mm-hmm. not in her most sparkly understanding. You know? Yeah, no one knew the bomb that went off <laughs> when that video came on our TV screens at the turn of the century. Hit me, baby, one more time. Oh, right, exactly. Like you can't. Yeah. How do you describe that thing? We're like we were all watching TV. Why? Why were you watching TV? Why were you doing that together? <laughs> yeah. How were you doing that together? Right. Like yeah. you T voted and By watched the way, it later. I'm not comparing Michael Jackson to Britney Spears. No, in no, no. Where are some other ways they're similar? Way. Because <laughs> they're both pop stars, is what you mean. Mega right? pop stars. Yeah. With some 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 sto- stories. They have history. They, they have some stories. They, they have do. experiences. Oh yeah. And and we can't wait to talk about Oh, I'd love to get off their this parallels train. more. <laughs> Well, we're here to talk about some other pop stars today <laughs> who also have some stories. Oh, yeah. Some gospel stories. Toby Mac, Kevin Max, Michael Tate. Mac and Max, they never really did anything with that. I know, right? Because two Toby Max is a Max. Back to back. Yeah. And Michael Tate's here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's DC Talk. It's Decent Christian Talk. It's their album, New Thing, from a, a mere... F- 34 years ago, fresh off the presses. Feels new as ever. It's basically what's so funny when you when you read about this album, because they would do many, as many of these artists do and bands do from this time, you put out, their, their whole discography is like five albums total, five or six albums. That's all they did. But they'll do endless compilations and greatest hits and best ofs and stuff. They They don't put anything from this album on it. Or the first album on it. Oh. Nothing from these two makes it. They're dead and buried yeah, to them. Th- it's just from Free yeah. at Last on. Makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. this was such a different era for DC Talk. I don't know if our guest has heard some of their later. I mean, it is rock and freaking roll. Okay. <laughs> and you wouldn't maybe imagine that after hearing New Thing. <laughs> so I understand maybe why they wanted us to forget about New Thing. Which but is so I funny. can't. No, no, none of us can. <laughs> and hopefully we're going to find out today if our guest can or if she wants to forget friends and folks making her glorious return to the podcast. Once again, she is a comedian and writer. You can catch her own podcast, Bad Behavior. Give it up for Sterling Mulberry. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for having me back. Oh, hey. Always a pleasure. What a dream and a treat. <laughs> A pleasure and a privilege. Such. A dream and a treat. A yes. pleasure and a privilege. Caroline, give us two more. Uh, a pr- prince and a popper. <laughs> I yes. think it is kind of a prince and a popper to do this show multiple times. Which one's prince? Which one's popper? Like, is the first time? Which one's the first and what's the second? It depends. Oh, yeah. I think sometimes people's second appearance outshines the first, like, almost immediately. 
Whoa. Sometimes mm. it outprinces them. Prince, another pop star, Caroline. Where's some exactly. parallels between him right. and Michael we and don't Brittany? Have to get into the, the, okay. Look into it um, too much. <laughs> Can I tell you my introduction to Prince? Sure. And then and then we'll get to Sterling's as well. <laughs> my introduction to Prince was watching the ill-fated, short-lived variety show on ABC from 1998, Muppets Tonight. It wasn't the Muppet Show, but it was Muppets Tonight, and it was basically like an SNL format. That they would have a guest host and they would participate in all the sketches. And the guest host for the episode I watched was Prince. Oh, and so wow. he was the guy and he made everyone in the crowd do what Dexter's doing right now, just howling, barking. But I remember he would participate in the sketches and he sang one with Gonzo where they were in a cave and they sang, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, uh-huh, uh-huh. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so you were a fan of Prince early on. From from the ju- from early on in 1998. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Do you have an early Prince memory when you became aware? It <laughs> is a good question. I I hate to be the bear of bad news. No. You don't know him. <laughs> Are we getting a Mariah right now? <laughs> no, I obviously know who Prince is. Mm-hmm. And was he died. because he passed. Yeah. But two presidential elections I, ago. I, 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 there is not a day that I can pinpoint that I said, oh, I didn't know about him until I did. He yeah. kind of was always there. A gradual. And I never, there was no one in my life who was such a big Prince fan that he like had a thing for me. Right. I just, I knew of him. And um, that was my relationship with him. Beautiful. Which is boring. And I'm so sorry to start well, it off no, like that. Because I, I just th- don't, I literally don't think you have anything. No, we put you on the spot. We didn't prepare you for that. You could have had some kind of anecdote. You guys say, look up Prince and Be make sure you know this something to say about But in a Prince. way, that's like the way we relate to God the Father in which we don't need, there's never a beginning. He always is. Always he was. He moment. ever will be. Of course. He yes. is omnipresent <laughs> in our lives. The way Prince was for you until he passed away. Of course. Sadly, <laughs> at, at, in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. You were devastated that day i was i really was <laughs> one that year he'd grown 2016 i always remember as the year that two celebrities died and everyone said 2016 is the worst year ever that's my Wait, memory of 2016. The other one? david bowie was the other one oh, like a couple oh, months before after interesting and they were like there's no way this year could get any worse this is the summer of 2016 this year's so bad nothing <laughs> yeah. could happen that could at be least worse. we know hillary will do a great memorial for them <laughs> At her inauguration. <laughs> I wish I could give Prince a kiss <laughs> right now. Wait, what's her Bowie joke? <laughs> There's a star man going to the pole. <laughs> that would be one. Listen, this uh, is a wild Hillary impression. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, it's pretty good. Oh, no, no, it's pretty dead. Well, I, I actually your eyes. didn't know who Hillary Clinton was until right <laughs> oh, now. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I'm Gen Z sorry. doesn't know yeah. who Hillary yeah. Clinton I'm not is. Even, I'm not even Gen Z. You're a cusper, right? I'm like, cusp, I but like... I'm technically millennial. Okay, I would. I'm 94, not to technically cup. Okay, Ooh. break my own age on oh, the pod, but okay. I'm 94. I didn't so... realize you were so old. No, 94. I am. I literally am <laughs> so old. Caroline, have you talked to an adult yet that was born after 9/11? Um, gosh. Probably, but I don't know. It's a, it's a narrow question of. I just asked you. An adult, that right? Was an adult born is like after nine eleven. Yeah, someone born like on two thousand two. They're, they're running around now. They're twenty two. Yeah, scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, they're twenty three at least. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not hanging out with 22 and 23 year olds. Well, yeah, she's normal. Yeah. Kevin. No, Kevin. we're all not a normal. pervert. <laughs> I'm not a fucking pervert. I know I'm that was your question. You didn't get her. I don't know what you mean. I'm I'm furiously buttoning up my car. Yeah, you are. Room, oh my god. As if I have something to hide. <laughs> really sweaty. Like like my nipples are about to start sweating out of fear and nervousness <laughs> of being asked the question. But yeah, I'm not going to like college campuses and be like, "What's be- up?" Because you guys it's too woke. Now. That's why you're not going. Yeah, and there, I can't speak safely there. No safe spaces right. on college campuses. <laughs> Gracious, well, Sterling, thanks for coming back on oh, the show. Thank you. So much has changed since you've last been on. But do you think it's been almost a full year? So I think. true. Gosh, when was the last time? The last time you came on, it was to talk about the Jesus. Revolution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure was. You remember that movie? Ronnie Frisbee. I will always remember that. Lonnie. Lonnie. (laughs) (laughs) We respect the name of Ronnie Frisbee. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I guess a lot has changed. Yeah. Such as. Kelsey Grammer has had a lot more happen (laughs) since. Well, the the Frasier show came out. Yeah. Frasier reboot, of course. I didn't didn't catch it. (laughs) Wait, wasn't there? Oh, he's going to be in a Marvel movie. Mm, He was in a Marvel movie. He's reprising. Yeah. He was Beast again in the new Marvels. What? Oh, in that one. Yeah. God, miss that. Yeah. I told you this on mic, I think. (laughs) You did. Yeah. I I guess I just heard like he will be in a Marvel movie, not that he already did Mm -hmm. it. But you know. Is he in Madam Web? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Web. (laughs) <laughs> next is old Niles I was less connected to you uh, no I, I don't know but it might be a Harry Styles situation where mm. he just shows up and then never again no follow through Harry don't Styles worry. was at the end of a movie called The Eternals about three years ago oh wow and I don't suspect we'll be seeing that character ever again mm. at the end of it yeah it's maybe in Don't Worry Darling too. yeah I hope <laughs> What could happen and don't worry, darling, too? What could happen? Harry Styles' character gets don't worry, darling. Oh, that'd be sick. In a world of... Is that just Barbie? Women, yeah. I feel like this is is what the movie would be. Okay, it's all single girls in the world Mm. in their late 20s to 30s to 40s. I'll include everyone. And um, they're like we need husbands or something. And then they, they like take the few single men left and shove them into this world. Yeah. Because they're like, like, they're like, we're tired of dating apps. We're going to just put them. I don't know. And then, and then something with with AI will be there. Mm -hmm. Obviously AI will be present. AI will be president. Haley Joel Osment. President. (laughs) Yeah. AI will be president. Yeah. (laughs) President AI. We need you. I would prefer president AI right now. Candidly. And all the men would be like, perfect. Yeah. Right. We're just, yeah. And they're, and they're going to be like, we have, We'd love to get married or something. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Maybe that's a terrible take, but mm. it would be a terrible movie anyway. Yeah, so you're if, kind if of like really into trad wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Style. That's kind of what it's revealing. Well, I feel like it, I'm trying to think what the reverse, because that was kind of that right, for women. It was, so yeah. I was like, what would be kind of the reverse? Right. Or I, I don't know. How or, think- or it'd be kind of like, we're like, oh, all the men have been kind of bad. And so we are going to trap them in this world, and we're going to leave them there, and we're yeah. not—we're not even going to interact. And they're with just them. like playing pretend out yeah, there. Yeah, and, and then it's kind of like Barbie in the real world, where we're just kind of like <gasps> that would actually be a really, really amazing good time. like war movie. <laughs> is like men doing the war, you know, business. Doing they're go, the they're war. going so hard on war. Yeah, of course. And you only find out like at the end that they are in a simulation. Oh my god! Enacting their most violent fantasies while women are just like ha- enjoying the utopia outside. That's good. So this is basically what you're this. describing as a metaphor for 
guys playing Fortnite or Call yes. of Duty well, over their landlines and whatnot. Exactly. No, I'm talking about like real war, you know? Yeah, but I'm saying it's a metaphor <laughs> for that, right? Because how, how is that a better <laughs> metaphor than like real war? Yeah, I think there is real no, war. No, I'm as saying well. it's a- <laughs> Like, well, that doesn't exist. Yeah, and like, but yeah, it is about how men need to stop playing video games. Wait a minute. Wait, am I am I not understanding this correctly? No, I'm saying like that's it. Break him up. Put him in it. Plug him in. Wait. No, I hate this. Gosh. You know how long 1917 would have been if I started in it two minutes because I would have KMS immediately. At the start of the would first be gun. So funny. You see just one character dropped off fresh off the, the, the truck. He's like, no. <laughs> Gotta go. His uniform's still clean. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you were doing the analog of it's a simulation that men are in, yeah. this is off. And I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. No, I understand I, what I know you're, you're saying. saying but talk- I, I think what you're saying is okay, can I? I'm worried what you're saying is that they're like, well, what? Oh, but Ben wouldn't be doing war because that's not real. They'd be doing video games. But what we're saying is, oh, there's war. There's wars right now that are real. And so, right. so they think they're doing real. Right. War. So it's not only just like pretend Fortnite fighting. There's yeah, like yeah, real yeah. fighting happening right now. But we'd love to put that maybe in. You guys could just maybe yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm Somewhere agreeing else. with that. Premise. No, but I think what we were saying is like, you're like, well, <laughs> but you were like, like video because games. it's a metaphor for video, video games. We were like, it's a metaphor for real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know what I'm saying. Because it's not even yeah, a metaphor. Yeah. It's just real but life. video games are a metaphor for real life. I'm it's, not a gamer. It's by like the way. how I, <laughs> it's like that, yeah. but bigger than that. <laughs> right. That's what a movie's for. Okay. I Wait. think I think oh. we're all speaking the same language here, gay. Prime candidate. Rhyme. Actually, let's give him his own simulation. Yeah. I think good. I feel like good. Then. Are we ganging up? I don't know. I'm sorry, this, this is what's so we funny, though. Is, I'm sorry. I, feel I always like create this dynamic. To, oh, no. I've never experienced this before. <laughs> very also, new to me. You know, a lot of, you know, I'm looking at a man right here who I don't think would enjoy a war fantasy uh, simulation game. I told you I yeah, would KMS. <laughs> You'd be banging A-S-A-T. on that wall to get me to the girls. Yes. Right. So maybe it's like it's also a test. Okay, this is part of our movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's also a test of like any man that kills himself on site. Deserves the to live. They're like, all right, let him out. That's yeah. true. <laughs> back you can in. Come be part of society now. I'm back in, baby. That movie's getting made. It's up. Wow. It's a good idea. It is good. It's kind of combining all of all the top movies of the last few mm-hmm. years, kind of. This movie has everything. It got it's got everything. <laughs> yeah, it's and then everything. in like the in the women's world or whatever, it's like it's also fun. So we're having yeah. a good time. Beautiful. Yeah. And Caroline, who's directing this movie? Um, it's gonna be directed by Christopher Nolan, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we need someone who knows war. Oh no. <laughs> Is he bad or good? I I can't. Caroline doesn't oh, like him. Like, I mean, I just mean personality. I don't wise. have a. I don't think I have an opinion on I just, him. I just saw the an lot- interview with him, and I, I was like, I can't remember if you're evil or, or regular. Yeah, does he have like some sort of scandal? He's just British. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, I don't know. You, it's hard to keep track. Maybe, maybe this is an off mic conversation, but I, re- <laughs> I remember you saying I don't like his vibe. I don't like his vibe. That's well, true. <laughs> I don't think that's because he's British. <laughs> he has a bad vibe. And you think so? That's he's true. Casting Obviously, we'd all love to be in your movie, the three yeah. of us. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Put an asterisk. But no, he, the, the way his hair is, is a, no offense, a little evil. 
Mm. Wait, we have a similar haircut. No, you mm-hmm. don't. Wait a it's minute. Also, it's also like blonde. It's it, yeah, nice. his is like combed back. Yeah. yeah a, little, a little bit more. He also... It's different. He has a know, different look. I don't know if you've seen pictures of young No-No, but he's a good looking boy. Oh, don't call him No-No. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's what Damn. us in the industry <laughs> call him. him. Yeah. Young No-No. No, here, huh. here's the thing I like about him. Maybe I'm ascribing too much virtue to like a very basic thing, but but something I like about him because you think about these like auteurs and these people who are workaholics. He works with his wife, and his wife is like his producing partner on all his stuff. Okay, so that's something to me that's always like, oh well, you clearly mm. something some material in your relationship is working for the positive and benefit, and there's like a mutual uh, mutuality and respect there that makes. Your movies make That's sense. Cool. Or yeah. you have to do everything I do. I'm so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> what is this based on? What is this based on? Wait. Okay. I have a real question for you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Do you... Okay. So if you've been following the IO Debris, J-Lo yes. scandal. Yes. I mean, barely. I didn't listen to the pod, but yeah. Major scandal. And yes. for those that may not know, IO Debris is a former guest of GCF who uh, was in a few who TV shows talks and Talks about us often. She loves us. <laughs> Wait. It wasn't your episode. No. <laughs> no. I literally imagine. Although, I was like, oh my God. Sure. Well, we we would have go been, back we to we that got, one. Yeah, let's, let's go pump it up. Pump it up. Pump it up. Well, you, let's start what, putting what clips out. Was it? Uh, it was Just it was ran. our friend Lacey Mosley's podcast Scam Goddess. Oh that it was yeah, on. yeah, yeah, Scam, Scam Goddess. Goddess. You know, okay. I'm remembering now, Caroline. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, on our show we we covered the gospel artist Fred Hammond, and he had this gospel song in three four time, which is the da 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 da, da. and we made a joke. This sounds like the Good Nights at SNL, and then we did a bit on the show where Io said like. Thanks to Lauren. Oh Thanks God. to everyone here. <laughs> Back in 2019. Okay. How funny. Well, if we were on top of anything, well, <laughs> I had a TikTok, that would have been a good thing to put out. So that you would have been good. <laughs> anyway, but uh, that, okay, so, you know, now, because she, she was podcasting for hours and hours. She had her own podcast. Sure. She's talking about, she's giving her opinion. She did? And then before you know it, bam, you're in the dressing room with J-Lo. Yeah. Apparently with tears in your eyes. <laughs> so Caroline's referring to... On a podcast of Scam Goddess, she talked, her and Lacey were talking about J-Lo's career is, quote-unquote, a scam. She doesn't really sing her songs. Like, things that are sort of common knowledge or common talking points about J-Lo's career, her singing ability. And these comments resurfaced via TMZ and then went a little bit viral Mm. before her episode of SNL that she hosted with J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez as a musical guest. <laughs> and then she made reference to it in one of the sketches on the show. Yes. Well, and then people were, I think, asking J-Lo, like, what do you think? And she was like, I don't know. And then I guess then she was like, there was this she came to mm-hmm. my um, dressing room with tears in her eyes and yeah. like apologized. And, I, and J-Lo was like, and I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Be, well, she the squeezed her <laughs> The, the quote is, she said, well, she heard it be at rehearsal and she heard me singing. Right. And she said. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, who, I am so dumb. This woman is a singer. And other people have pointed this out, but this is sort of a Trump quote or a politician quote where it's like, an American came up to me with tears in his yeah, eyes and the tears said, detail Donald, how alone. are you going to save us from yeah. evil? Oh. Like, it's that sort of anecdote mm, yeah. shot through. So now knowing this can happen, as you all are pursuing your various careers and ambitions, are you now starting to censor yourself and think, I may be in the room with Christopher Nolan someday. <laughs> 
I, he let, no, no. let the record show I called him no no I said mm. he was hot <laughs> <laughs> I would stand by all of that <laughs> exactly he's mm-hmm. a good looking guy yeah uh, yeah, I guess I don't know because it, then you kind of come to one week after. Is it this week or are they still off? And then you obviously have Shane Gillis kind of coming on. I'll come after him. Who cares? Mm. And it seems like actually what you say on a podcast maybe doesn't ultimately matter because he is back baby on SNL. That's true. Hosting. But that's Why? a shame. How? It depends on the kind of career you want to have. How? Yeah. I see this. What's he got going on? Why are they He's putting a very up- popular stand-up. Not in but this house. But he but doesn't have a special coming out. He he just had a big special on Netflix come out. Okay. But I thought it was a little while ago. Well, Sterling didn't hear of it. <laughs> well, neither, actually, neither actually, did I. I actually did know that it was out, but it's been out for a while. <laughs> it might have been out it was for a while. Anyways, anyways, your question is this. I say I'm not ever thinking about the industry listening to the podcast because um, obviously my podcast is really huge. Take a listen, bad behavior. Um, but I do know exactly how many people listen a week and I am confident it's not the industry. But also, <laughs> let's say someday, yeah, Lord willing. Oh, no. Sorry, Dexter is so Dexter. dumb. God willing. Dexter. 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 supposed to have really good hearing. Okay, anyway. Um, so he... Uh, your let's say you're dog. you're starring in a rom com now. Oh with wow, Glenn Powell, directed by Christopher Nolan. Directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Love Bombing. Yeah. Guy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and now you were like, I I was so comfortable with who was listening then, but then yeah, but TMZ. I, but of course, I talk a lot of shit about the clip. Glenn Powell usually. Right. Um, and now you have to come with tears of your eyes to Glenn Powell's dressing room. <laughs> Be like, yeah, that is really a good it. question. I feel like I don't, maybe I'm misremembering. I don't think I talk a lot of shit about celebrities. I mostly mm. talk shit about my friends sometimes. Okay. Or people in my life or even, what if they or, even or even dates I go on. I just started doing that. Oh, damn. And I'm a, way more scared of that. Yeah. But I don't think I talk about celebrities often, but maybe I'll start. Okay, so because you're already conditioning me, yourself by having real-life consequences Oh yeah, your I, personal I do, relationships. I do, but I <laughs> I haven't said – I don't think – well, um, yeah, I don't huh. think I've said anything. That, Gosh. Would, that would be inflammatory. But what would I do? I would do with tears in my eyes. I actually can cry on command. I can. I can. Oh, man. That's going to come in handy. So For I can, the second half of this pod. In the rom-com. Yeah. And in the rom-com. It used to be like a real disturbing prank I would actually do on people all the time, like when I was a kid. Um, and For I what w- reason? Well, <laughs> well, because I was like, a little goof. What would goof. the circumstances be? I was a little be? goof. Like, okay, so like I had a piano teacher and um, – I like got a scale wrong or something, but he had been my piano teacher for years. It's not like I was like disturbing. Oh. We knew each other, but um, he was like, "Oh, Sterling, you did this wrong again." And then I looked away, did my little trick, and then looked back to him, tears streaming down my face. And then he was like, "Oh my god, it's okay, it's okay." And then I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Right? Because I'm psycho. <laughs> what was his reaction when you he laughed said, at him? You know, his reaction was he told that story for years and years and years, and he says, "I'll never stop talking about you and that story." Amazing. So that's kind of a gift you made gave an him. impression. <laughs> but yeah, I used to do that, and I probably was better as a kid. Obviously, now as an adult, it's kind of like just don't do that. Um, but as a kid, maybe it's kind of like a fun yeah. party trick. Could you still do it though? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I don't. I don't. Want Halfway it right through the now. podcast, so, I'll do yeah, it. we've no. I can only really get out maybe like one tear at this point. I've dried up. Squeeze <laughs> more one than out. enough. Wow. Um, what it takes about one you? to get it done. What about you, Kevin? Or who are you worried listening from the industry? Top right. five. As you ascend. <laughs> As ranks. I ascend, what in particular? Yeah. Um, it's up to you. Well, the thing I've always thought is that in, in services like this, so it exists already. But whenever someone has an app where it's very easy 
to almost like probably AI generate a transcription based on audio file with a lot of ease and automate that and then just like do a word search. That's when we should all be scared about stuff. Oh. In in the sense of like, you can give like a transcription service, like listen to this to our podcast yeah. and they can make a transcript probably in an hour or less. But when it's something that's like very easy for the mm. run of the mill person to do, that's when it's like, oh, there, there's people out there that have. That's got to be already here. But But something that's like, I'm saying an app that's like very easy and popular Mm -hmm. it is already here in some way currently yeah but something where it's like let me put this podcast into this transcription app and then it's like here in 30 seconds or less post that Mm -hmm. and then bam google search is yeah scraping so that's gonna be (laughs) because what i you know that's a lot of steps though but that's what i'm saying it's like (laughs) once once there's even Mm -hmm. a, a, a few fewer steps yeah. That it'll be like really Game easy over. to Do you think because that whole episode of Scam Goddess was about JLo or am I cr- incorrect? I don't remember if it was or not. Okay. Because I was like, if the whole episode was, I'm sure our team like was aware. Like, that's a very popular podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was like one for like one little sentence, I think it was. That I'd be like, I'm so, I would be interested to see if her team had reached out beforehand to be like, any chance you could take this down. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah like, yeah. as soon as she heard she was getting us now with JLo. Because I even fed it to TMZ in the beginning. Well, I'm like, if I went on a podcast and the whole topic was like talking about Glenn Powell, the guy I'll be starring in a movie soon with. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd probably what even I'd probably... shit would you talk? His teeth are weird. Like, what would you say? What would I say? <laughs> I didn't even see. I actually haven't seen that movie yet. I'd love yeah. to, but it's not out on streaming. It is. It's fun. It is? Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm excited. Um, what would I talk about him? You, you, you know what? I, this would be the meanest Plant. thing I could say. You look like a lot of other people. Yeah. But you could say yeah. that about me too. So, average, average looking. Like you could really swap a lot of people. Like you could get confused easily about who that was. <laughs> yeah, and that's not even that mean. Yeah, no, no. It's an interesting <laughs> conversation because certainly, uh, I don't know. There's probably things I've seen on podcasts from ten, nine or ten years ago that I don't stand by at all. Oh yeah. There's one. You know, I have one in my head right now. I'm going to tell myself. Yeah. I, I made an eating disorder joke like ten years ago that I don't stand by at all. Oh yeah. And you listen to that podcast episode every day. Yeah, to remind myself of my shame. <laughs> To remember Gross. where I came really? from. Really? You can even remember that you made that joke 10 years ago? I can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I've, like, I didn't, I maybe I should, but, like, I haven't gone back and edited it out. I'm saying that's the one oh, I of remember. of your own podcast? Of my own podcast, I yeah. I didn't edit that out. <laughs> well, yeah. it's just been a while since, since I've touched those files. it's keeping you up at night and you're listening to the episode every day. I am listening to it every day in a way that's like, I could mm. fix the problem by just, I'm kind of lazy. Right. I don't know. If he took it out, then he wouldn't be able to listen to it every day. Oh, that's right. Gross. Yeah. Because then it would be gone forever. <laughs> so I don't know. No, there's, and, and that's what I can remember. I'm sure there's so much more oh, yeah. that I wouldn't stand by. And that's just like general, whatever, insensitivity. That's not about a particular person. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this conversation is with the eye of ultimate ascent that even though most people are aiming for, it is a privileged conversation. Like the whole Tina Fey Bowen exchange mm-hmm. on their podcast. I'm sure you saw the clip. I don't think so. No. You happened? didn't see this clip? No. So the clip. Oh, yeah, she was on Lost Culture East yeah, last week. And she was excellent. Yeah, amazing. She was so funny yeah, in a way really? that like, and I've never been yeah. n- negative on her. But, but it was surprisingly good, I think. Yeah. She's someone that like for as extraordinarily offline as she is, she seems to know everything that's going right. on yeah. in a way that was really delightful and that's fun. fun. So they did an I don't think so, honey. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to describe it. I'm just going to play it for you because <laughs> I think it's a better um, distillation of what it is. Because 
they do this thing on the podcast called I Don't Think So, Honey, which is like the two hosts, Matt, Bowen, and whoever their guest is, say something that they don't like in culture, they don't agree with, there's something going on. It could be anything of any sort. And this was this was Tina Fey. I don't think so, honey. Bowen Yang giving his real opinions about movies on this podcast. Ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I regret to inform you that you are too famous now, Damn. sir. I know. I'm, what's going to happen? You have a problem with Saltburn? I... Quiet luxury. <laughs> Keep it to yourself because what are you going to do when Emerald Fennel calls you about her next project where you Con. play Carrie Mulligan's co-worker in the bridal section of Herod's and then <laughs> Act three takes a sexually violent turn, and you have seconds. to pretend to be surprised by that turn. <laughs> you hang out with Ariana and SpongeBob. This now is that is your life, okay? Oh, and Matt Rogers, God. I can tell you, you got about one year left, and I then know. you, yes, oh my learn God. from my mistakes, learn from IO podcasts yes. are forever. Five seconds. Authenticity <laughs> is dangerous and expensive. I don't think so, honey. Oh my God! So that's kind of the whole deal, right? Wow, that just. Wow, that took me out. <laughs> Ariana and SpongeBob. I said that was the one of the boldest things she could have said. <laughs> that was so funny. To call, I don't think anyone that's that famous has called him SpongeBob, <laughs> SpongeBob. then online. They and that's tell. and that's really how you know she's so online. Yeah, she called him SpongeBob. She knows. Yeah. She knows. Wow. She said learn from Maya. She she knows enough yeah. about Emerald Fennell. Like she's still Were we talking about that though? Like with them specifically, like Matt and Bowen, like have way yeah. like their teeth, they don't have any teeth anymore when it comes to like criticism of pod, like pop culture the way they used to. And she's saying have less teeth than you yeah. do currently. You are too famous and you're about to be cast yeah. in these people. Well, and they continued to talk about it in the uh, in the episode. And the thing wow. she says is like, because they talk about like, well, people come to us for our real opinions and we want to be authentic. She's like, yeah, but do you want to have your podcast forever? Do you want to be movie stars? Yeah. And it's a very... <laughs> yeah, like, do you want to get jobs? And and the thing about that question is that I honestly believe that is a, a legitimate question to consider for an elite few. I don't think it's most people. Because if someone said... If I say, I don't know, Caroline, I didn't like Renaissance that much. That's not true. I did like Renaissance. But if I said, like, uh, yeah, that new Beyonce single, the country stuff, it's not for me. That doesn't threaten anything because there's no universe in which I would ascend well, to a position. But this is why I'm saying. Yeah. In a way where it's like if I shit talked someone else's podcast that was like a peer of ours that oh, I legitimately yeah. didn't like. Yeah. That would be a little more problematic because there would be like actual consequences. Right. So the sphere of like the tier of what I was talking about even in. On Lacey's podcast, like J-Lo's, that would be like me talking about like, I don't like Joe Biden. Like that's probably what it felt like to her. Do you know what of I mean? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she had no idea. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> she would ever be face-to-face. That's sad. Tear-to-tear with, with J-Lo. I don't think anyone regrets saying less or being a little more mysterious online. I don't think everyone anyone's ever said, I wish I'd run my mouth more <laughs> or given more opinions. And even in the sense of like, alluding to dates you went on or friends or exes or whatever yeah. the case may be. I think people would do well for themselves to err on the side of caution because the best case scenario of saying all that versus the worst case scenario is never worth it. I think. Oh, of course. Of course. But I think if you like lose, I can think of my favorite podcast episodes or just like content. And it's like when the hosts are being more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, I think, like, infusing that, obviously, it's, like, a fine line. But if you're so, like, well, it won't pay off for me, probably. Mm-hmm. Or, like, 
the like consequences are always going to be like outweigh the pros. Yeah. But like you're not going to be memorable. Like you're not going to be a memorable host. Or I don't think you're like not doing your job of like being authentically you. Yeah. I think def I'm like so buttoned up, but I try to be like a teeny bit myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, I don't think like, like you, you know, can like, even like ascend at this bit. point unless right. you are like giving like, them something, or you can't just be and diplomatic all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're like literally my life, and then you ascend all the to the peak. I like is when people are like crying a little bit, and they're like, <laughs> "I've been so sad," and all these things have happened to me. It's not the weeks they're like, "Well, I bucked this and I had this or whatever." It's like the times they were like share a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. But that also depends on what is the actual job of a person making stuff like that in the sense totally. of. Because that's kind of new. I mean, not to have a boring conversation, that's annoying. But it's like, but the idea <laughs> the of like, <laughs> you do need to, you do need to talk about stuff that's happened to you. That's kind of new that that is a requirement for your career path, even in something as like a, an artistic endeavor or something like that, even if it was just stand up or it's just writing. That's, that's like, oh yeah, if you're an essayist, if you're Joan Didion, yeah, I guess you talk about XYZ or yeah. like, so, or you're Roxanne Gay or someone who writes, the job is to write personally about your personal life. But in every other facet of it, and even the way comedians are now, that sort of vulnerability of like, I'm going to tell you about a date I went on, and it's real. And it's like the whole John Mulaney sort of interrogation of that is last special of like, this is all the stuff I'm willing to tell you about. Yeah, that's. I do think it's an odd pressure that maybe doesn't need to be so. There can be some remove, while still maintaining what you're talking about, the authenticity and the vulnerability that is required to make a connection with an audience yeah, and, and to have trust. But I don't think the embedded requirement of that is over disclosure. Totally. If that makes sense. I think so. Yes. I think it's for like the longevity of like an audience and knowing the audience knowing you, Yeah, I guess. And I'm saying this as like someone who's done it and, yeah. and, and I, I reflect back and I'm like, Oh, not even like I felt so much pressure to do this or, or I just I just felt like it was a way to court it in 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 a sense, if that makes sense. Like it, it if I share more, then that'll engender loyalty. Mm. And and that's I think a self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. In a way that people will respond to what you give them and learn how to have the relationship based on that. It doesn't have to be like yeah, but you really need to tell, you know, and it's like the the thing with that we demand or require, or even the Beyonce thing is a good example of like, she's writing country songs in a vernacular where it's like, she's talking about having nine to five jobs or going to the dive bar. And it's like, this is not auto-fictional. This is not having to do with her life, but that's also not her job. Her job is to make music, right? Do you disagree? Yeah. What? No. Oh. <laughs> but I feel like making music and doing comedy are like slightly different, unless the medium of the comedy is like a movie or a TV show that's like, yeah. but I think if you're doing like stand up or even like something that you are quote unquote yourself, which obviously is like a version of whatever, but I think it's like so hard to kind of not then infuse some elements of who you are, you know, like other than just like your person, like, oh, I'm quirky or I'm upbeat or whatever, like not talk. Cause I think it's like, people come to you for even say like outside of your life, a take or like whatever, like these boys. And so your takes are all based on like your experiences. Mm -hmm. So if you're like not willing to share any of them, but I'm also the most buttoned up person ever. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to say the teeniest thing. And I think it like literally is nothing. And it, it never is. I think I'm trying to push myself to be a little bit more open, but cause I'm like actually in the other corner that I'm like, 
my parents worked for the government and they were like, never say a thing about yourself online. So I'm so mm-hmm. buttoned up <laughs> that I'm like, I'm just trying to be like a little teeny bit less. But mm-hmm. for me, that's probably also the most buttoned up person ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I know what you're saying. There's a sense of you don't want to be withholding about identity or voice or personality. And I guess there's almost like a good way to think about it of like uh, demarcating that from information. Totally. Yes. Where it's like, yes. like, yes, be generous and be, uh, you can be like brave almost and like yeah. vulnerable and candid in those ways. That doesn't also require it to be partnered up with like, you know, just the difference between yeah. what's private versus not. Yes. You know? No, of course. And having something to protect. Yes. No, I'm, I'm all for not saying a thing. Like if, <laughs> if this was a podcast where it's just like, we listened and watched everything. We're like, yeah, I guess it's good. I don't know if I've started in. That's, yeah, that's not really what I'm getting. It's more yeah. just like everything that it takes, and especially when it comes to like people that may or may not be in your life or can be in your life in the future, as is the case in, in the most rare times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary balance. It's such a shortcut to getting, yeah, an audience or getting a loyal audience to like be intimate with people who don't deserve it, you know? And so then true, yeah. you'd like, and we see this play out even in like the reality TV cycle all the yeah. time mm-hmm. where like someone goes on, they bear their ass. We love them for it. We yeah. we praise them for it. We're like, thank you. I love it. Give me more ass, please. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, my ass is getting kicked. And like, or now you found out other things or now you feel like you are owed every secret of my life Yeah. in perpetuity because that's how you came to know me. And then they have to like push people back after that. And then they're irrelevant. And then no one wants you anymore because it's like, well, then I don't come to you for your entertaining, you know, (laughs) academic opinion. I came to you because I want the mess of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a terrible cycle. Yeah. It's a trade-off. It's just hard to know who your audience is. Like, I think sometimes when you are like trying to be like a little more revealing about yourself in my head I'm like oh well it's like for my girls you know right. but then sometimes the girls aren't listening and it's somebody else it's all the boys so scary actually yeah. something, that, something that happened to me actually just one week ago is the men online came for me in a way oh. that I um I haven't been bullied so hard in my life um not, oh, no. I mean, oh, no I have I mean not like really but like I haven't had so much like hate online before oh, my God. and that's why I'm here tonight no, I'm <laughs> oh yeah 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 to heal yeah Anyways, so now oh. I'm like I'm like always like oh like like I'm always like, scared of a certain section listening or like watching and being like, and I'm like, oh no, that like you have to be a little bit like careful because I mean I was careful, but um you never know like who it's gonna reach. Yeah, like, it can it can reach people who are not um appreciating your vulnerability. Not your intended audience. So. <laughs> no, yeah, and have no like closeness to your mindset yeah. at all. Yeah, and just like the worst faith <laughs> argument on it. Yeah, I want to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah, which is like kind of the built-in cost of doing business, but mm-hmm. so true. I feel like doing this show, like we have built trust with our audience to a degree like we share things or destroyed it <laughs> but also no both ways like also i trust our audience to not be weird to us as well yeah. right yeah. or yeah. like demand things of us that they don't have a right to or whatever mm-hmm. so far yeah so like you don't have the right to remain silent by Phillips exactly. Craig and D. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever we share on here, I usually feel like, oh, this isn't going to like come back to bite me later with our audience or I'm not going to get flooded in the comments yeah. with like weird stuff or like yeah. uh, 
a position I can't deal with or something. Availing you know? yourself, I think, of the 2020s concern of caveating everything to fuck. Of like, and I know this doesn't represent everything, and I know yeah. there's <laughs> other people that might disagree, and I know this comes from a place of... Per- Just understanding, like, if someone does trust you as an individual, that those things are understood mm-hmm. implicitly. Yeah. yeah. And if there's harm in the implication, then being open to correction to that, but... But not feeling the preemptive defensiveness of having to cloak it in this like thick veneer of, but you understand I'm actually a good guy and I'm on yeah. your side That's for X, Y, Z. What's that? Sure. That's another element of it. Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. Wow. Well, you know who made art bravely and vulnerably <laughs> is... Bared their souls. Bared Ooh. their <laughs> two white and one black soul. Decent Christian talk. And we're going to talk about them... When we after we take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Yes. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit! Even aunts. Yes, especially aunts. Oh well, because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Did, were you ever, did, were you ever experiencing Christian music growing up? Any sort of religious exposure? Did we talk about this on your last episode as well? Okay, We did on my... Jesus Revolution. Um, my popper episode. You're Ronnie Frisbee. <laughs> yeah. Because this is the Prince episode. This is my Prince episode. We um, had a wonderful first <laughs> act, and the second act is going to be even better. <laughs> we did. We did talk about my religious upbringing. Um, I'm offended but, that you but, don't remember. But no, but the music in particular. Oh, the music? Yeah. I can't recall. I'm so sorry. Um, 
I well, I can't recall if we talked about it. I can recall if I had that no, that's fine. Can you imagine, Marie yeah. um, <laughs> Lass? But um, I guess other than going to church, but we didn't ever listen to that music in our home. Mm. Yeah. So there was it was like hymns or hymns. hers. <laughs> yes. I, I would literally. Or you thems. looked at me for a second. And I said, "I said, this. is it?" I, said, I was like, "I said this word wrong." <laughs> How do you, is it hymns? How do you say it? Hymns. It's hymns. Yeah, okay. I'm embarrassed. But you That's weren't a- touching this rock and roll kind of stuff. <laughs> this this kind of I cool stuff. I was definitely not touching. Yeah, that's cool as fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess hard. I went to choir camp for a summer, there so I must have been singing something. But mm-hmm. I think they were hymns mm-hmm. again. Yeah. But I was never deviating from just kind of the tried and true that was in the the big book. Um, (laughs) so I wasn't doing anything rock and roll like this. Mm -hmm. This was, this was a journey I have never heard of. This was shocking for you. uh, It was shocking. And I I actually did listen to this in my own home with my roommate who had to walk by and say, what are you listening to? And I had to say, I put, I did this actually. I put my Spotify on private to listen. (laughs) I was actually so scared. I was like, I, because I was like, ugh, is every playlist going to be like, you loved this album. You listened to the whole thing, girl. And it's going to only give me this kind of music now. Wait, does going Spotify private, is that not what that does? I think that's no, not No, that it just does. hides it from oh. your homies. It just hides it from like the, the feed. <laughs> Wait, I you th- thought you were hiding it from Spotify yeah. himself. Wait, no, I Mr. Think, Spotify no, sees all. I think there's He's a like, button you it. can press. There's a button you can press. That that you that's can, like you can say I'm going me. incognito like don't put this in my Spotify wrapped that would be I for when so you're jacking off helpful. to Spotify <laughs> no, I think, Spotify I really like so. don't f up my algorithm Wait, I'm doing heck? this for other I reasons it, I thought I had a private session so <laughs> they they are called private sessions I believe Wait. so start a what private session that I'm so confused okay so let let's Dang. look this up. Temporarily hide your activity from your followers. Private sessions will automatically end after six hours or when you restart Spotify. I think it still affects the algorithm. Yeah. Unfortunate to say. I, I'm so sorry. This album's going to be my number one at this point. We're in February. It's about to get hit. What is your number one this year so far? If you had to take a, a oh. guess at what you've been listening to a lot. Hmm. Okay, well, in the last week, I've been listening to a lot of new music. Mm-hmm. Kind of before that, I couldn't tell you. I've been, unf- I don't know. I know it's kind of basic. I listen to a lot of Noah Khan. Okay. People love Noah Khan. I've been listening to a lot of the Maggie Rogers new song, mm-hmm. loving it. Obviously, huge Casey Musgraves fan, loving that new song. Did you, are you well. yeah. on the new train, the Musgraves train? Yes. Okay. And my Saturn hasn't returned, breaking news. So I love to kind of see my Saturn's returning. Okay. It's rough. Rough, I rough it was times. When you're like 27, right? starting starts mine, at 27. Mine, it started last or March for me. Ugh. I'm going till next year, so it's a bumpy ride. So I like to see she seems at peace, and right. I like okay. to look forward and say that could keep be me that soon. going. Like, that could we'll be land me. here, but it's I still got a year to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? She did get divorced, but she kept the house and she redecorated it. That's good that they were in. I saw her husband in concert last year. By mis- I mean, he was what? opening. I didn't have, accident, a, I didn't have a choice. You I didn't have support. a choice. <laughs> um, and then that girl followed her in footsteps, a.k.a. Maren Morris, divorced as well. And they, she had a gorgeous, it seemed like she had a gorgeous marriage on stage at that <gasps> concert. Uh, but You know, there was another country divorce that bummed uh, me out recently. Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires. They, they. I've never heard would, of these people. I've heard the name Jason Isabel. Okay. Also, <laughs> also, Caroline, you're the one who started to put you on blast on this podcast. What? We said, 
Clint Black, Travis Trent, (laughs) the Judds. And you were like, these are made up. Who's tit fuck? (laughs) We were were reading old Super Bowl halftime show performers. Mm. And and they are country. And apparently they're like country (laughs) all-stars. Yeah, they're not like the run. (laughs) Sorry. The the backwash of CC. Just kind of the backwash of pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did see that comment. I was like, oh. (laughs) Because we were talking. it, It was... To put it in context, we were talking about other performers like Elvis Presto, and like <laughs> I think there was like a monster truck rally or whatever. We were talking yeah. about all Carol these Channing. nobodies. There was were a doing bunch halftime shows. There was a period before there was a significant corporate mm. glow up of the halftime show, and that's right. when you get Rolling Stones and uh, Caroline's aforementioned Britney Spears <laughs> yeah. into the mix and and whatnot. And Clint Tit was like in that era. Black. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so do- I'm sorry, I don't know him. You know, you do know Jason Isbell. If you know the song, maybe it's time to let the old ways die by Jackson Maybe's Maine. Because he wrote that song. Oh, he was country ghostwriter. I thought it was Willie Nelson's son who was writing Silly a Nelson. lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this a good drag name? Silly Nelson. <laughs> I don't think you understand what drag names are yeah, supposed to be. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I would be like at every like a drag Silly clown. <laughs> I love weed and honking Silly my Nelson. nose. I'm Silly Nelson. <laughs> no, he's okay. not just a good. He's a he's a star in his own right. Mm-hmm. But but he he you know yeah. what he uh, did that song that Greg Hess uh, played for us and Holly Laurent when they did our Valentine's Day show like six years ago that made you cry on air. What? I'm forgetting wow. about oh. tear streaming. Like something about tears in my ass. Tears in your eyes or tear streaming. Apologizing. Good question. And it's called "If We Were Vampires" by Jason Isbell and the Four Hundred Unit. Okay. And it's about like love enduring. Aww. And you cried and on air. I have this memory of it. Aww. A long time ago. Oh, Caroline. So in fact, you love Jason Isbell. I guess so. <laughs> and guess what? There's more Jason go around. He's starring in Killers of the Flower Moon, streaming on Apple TV Plus. So you can sit your tushy down. Jason for- Isabel is in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, and he's excellent in it. He plays oh. one okay. of the Isabel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking him up so I can see his face. Mm-hmm. So then I now am like, I know this man. Yeah, you and don't need so to say sorry to this man. When they say- come for me, when I meet <laughs> him at SNL, I can be like, <laughs> I, I this man. support you. Gosh, I've got to say, Google Images having a hard time showing his, just his face. <laughs> Showing his pants or something like far away. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) they're not giving me a good reason to like really. Okay, so Amanda Shires is she also a country star? Yes, she's excellent. She's She's in a quartet, a super group called the High Women, Mm. with with Maren Morris and uh, a bunch of the others as well. That's right, the Mm -hmm. High Women. Wow, that is that's. I bet that's rocking. The whole country world. I know a lot of divorce. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Which is kind of on brand for the genre of country. There's Heartbreak. a lot of yeah. yeah. Gosh, is there anything better than a divorce album? Oh, uh, I'm telling you, Bruce Springsteen's Tom of Love, great divorce album. Mm-hmm. Well, and and that's why country ages well because they're always talking about adult problems in it in a way that oftentimes pop and rock is like. Let's have fun and get fucked up. Mm. And country songs are like, I can't make my mortgage. I signed the papers today. <laughs> I signed yeah, the papers uh-huh. today. It's a lot of paperwork songs. <laughs> but do you think, do you really think like a divorce album is good versus just like a really good breakup album? 
Because, okay. I hate oh, to you're bring... saying divorce particularly? I actually yeah. don't know. Because I think by the time maybe you're getting divorced, you're less heartbroken than a, a breakup. I haven't been divorced, so maybe I don't know. But because, um, like, let's take it back to Coldplay. I'm sure. sorry. Take it I back listened there. to that divorce album. Sure. It was sad. Which one was their divorce album? Ghost Stories. Oh, that's <laughs> their divorce album? I think so. Yeah. I could be so wrong, but I remember listening to it in college, and I was like, this is sad. So now, he- this is what divorce is. It's sad. But it didn't hit me in a way that, like, most like a good break it didn't i said i don't know i think there's better just regular breakup albums than a divorce album that's fair yeah so, i think it falls under breakup umbrella yeah. and breakup i think they've done too much supreme. therapy to have those raw yeah they're like a little they're a little more like okay you know i see both sides of it now. yeah exactly <laughs> they're both sides i want raw emotion. yeah and i want fuck you yeah um well that's why yeah, yeah. i mean oftentimes the divorce album is called like this is the album they made right before they got divorced so like Springsteen's oh, Tunnel of Love. Oh, I'm thinking it's like it was a marriage album, oh. and then he got divorced like a year later Ooh. when he cheated on his wife. Oh, uh, oh and he was sad about that. Yeah, he was sad about himself cheating. No, I mean, no. Listen, the chronology is. Like, wait, I got wait, what? By myself. Yeah. No, the, the album is him kind of chronicling his marriage in these autofictional and distant ways in third person, mm. and then it kind of makes sense later when it's like, oh yes, the marriage was falling apart mm. and becomes public knowledge because Casey Musgraves' divorce album most people don't like, right? Star-crossed. I was yeah. listening to it the other day. It's good. It is. There's some but good it's songs. Not, it's definitely as good so as Golden Hour. sad. Yeah. There's, I think it's almost a little too sad, I'll be honest. That can be the problem with the divorce album. Yeah. Sometimes it's just too sad, and we need yeah. a little more like, pep. Her, she has this one song that's just like, <laughs> that's just like, we should stay together because imagine being single. There's nothing worse than that. <laughs> and it's one of the saddest things you could listen Damn. to. But I think that's why a divorce album, maybe as I grow older, I appreciate it more because it's yeah. like there's so much more lore with a married couple. And also mm. if she's already famous, it's a public relationship, yeah. you know, and all of this stuff. And like people have all this investment. And yeah, so like the 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 pain is like deeper. It's not like, yeah. oh, I found you were texting someone else like <laughs> after we were dating for three months right, or something, right, right. you know, it's like. We ha- we built the home together. Are you, <laughs> you know? are you like very succinctly right now kind of articulating a lot of Taylor's appeal in that in a way, even though she's never been married, she's sort of making a divorce album every couple of albums because of the yeah. social, like the parasocial thing of, oh, we understand what this could kind of be about. Uh-huh. As she's gotten older, too, and her relationships got longer. Mm-hmm. You know, and when the Dead Poets Society has like farewell London and fuck you or whatever the yeah. song's called, everyone's like, "Well, that's about We're excited." Well, definitely, <laughs> I feel like that one will be a divorce album mm-hmm. because I've, they could have had a um, what's it called when you live together so long? Um, oh yeah, like a common law. Yeah, common law. Oh, common law. Maybe they marriage. were common law. I don't know how that works in the UK, but maybe they were common law there. Could be. Um, they call it common law. <laughs> You're I come in low with your London boy. I feel like what's hard is sometimes like Casey Musgraves made that really good album, Golden Hour. Golden Hour is really and good. It's good, and it's it's a little it's, better. It's sad that the second one kind of yeah. post husband was worse. Oh no! What if I go into her with Casey Musgraves and this is my downfall? Oh, and <gasps> me there talking it is. about it. But it was really good, and I loved every single minute. She's not gonna come on bad behavior now. <laughs> oh, she's not. And gonna she's our number it. one guest. We've been trying to get. <laughs> yeah, I know. Damn it! There it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I love I love a breakup album. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for Taylor's, but I say this. Don't be too sad. Don't be or also maybe we could have taken a little break. 
I mean, rumors. Yeah, rumors probably time. the gold standard of this yeah. for all the mess going on mm, in that rumors. in that band. But you know, it's not a breakup album. Is new thing <laughs> so true by DC Talk. <laughs> Released in 1990, the boys of decent Christian talk. Toby Mac, Michael Tate, Kevin Max. I was just born. Kevin was one. Sterling, you were negative four. Yeah, I was, I was really, really you were young. Negative four. You were Holy like really just was a neck. Do you think you were somewhere, and like somehow, you know, wherever you were existing wow. in whatever p- dimension, mm. you still kind of heard new thing. Mm. I yeah, I'm sure of that. <laughs> Especially with the kind of music that was in my home, <laughs> I think for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, my mom yeah. was just yeah, turning. it came through her DNA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This was definitely the kind of album my mom would have listened to. <laughs> this is the sound of Sterling being passed through the birth canal. Push, push. No, this is like. Should we have another? Should we have a kid? Mm, uh, maybe in a few years. Yeah. And then <laughs> cut to yeah. Well, I think this is more like, well, should I have a kid? And then the song says, actually, you must. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll, we'll actually, get to that. Quest, there's no question uh, mark. You it's will. You must. You must. You, must. you simply you must. must. Yeah. Sterling's parents are doing a new thing. Wow. <laughs> oh, DC no. Talk. I wasn't born until four years later, so I was definitely not in the birth canal, Kevin. Well, maybe they were, you know. Maybe think, they were listening my, to some oldies. Coming down and they were like revisiting. <laughs> they were like they were jamming too hard. The egg kind of came down, and then the song paused. <laughs> I, I was like, not, my, "Now's not my time. I want to be a little bit younger." Down. They were jamming too hard, and the egg came. The egg down. came down the fallopian tube, and it's like. Wah. And and just to recap it for Sterling, this is a group of young men that met on the campus of Liberty University, one of the premier. Oh, I know that you know. most family beautiful place. Uh, yeah. In America, the amusement park of Christianity, Toby and Mac, education. the white rapper, Michael Tate, the soulful, pristine voice, and Kevin Max, the kind of weirdo, kind mm. of the David Bowie of the group, if you think about it. He certainly yeah. wanted that via his vibrato. Yeah. Sort of the one who's singing the most powerful hooks mm. in a way and really putting his voice into it, mm. depending on the song. And they're a band who, as of this album, Caroline, we've covered every single album they've made. Except for Jesus Freak. We cover them full. But we've covered DC Talk, Supernatural, Free at Last. Yeah. And now New Thing. We've Every- talked about songs from New Thing. We've talked about literally the song New Thing. That was the beginning of our podcast last year at the beginning of 2013. We talked about a song called I Love Rap Music. And some sort of play. <laughs> With our friend Dave Tooney. You know the deaf hip hop sound. It's such a sweet chorus for a rap song. <laughs> oh, it's like honey. It's like so honey. it's sweet like honey. It it goes down real smooth. Yeah. And it does make you wonder because it's hard to contextualize it, you know, almost four decades later. Is this to 1990s hip hop, what Hamilton was to 2016 hip hop, 2015 <laughs> hip hop, where it's like, well, there's this genre exists. This will be the palatable version of it that all sorts of audiences can get into as a sort of like easy bridge or gateway 
where it's still technically the genre, even if it doesn't perhaps <laughs> represent the best of the genre in a lot Dang. of ways. Hamilton was like the gateway to rap for people in 2016. I swear to God, there's people who like saw Hamilton as the first time they had engaged with rap as like a legitimate art form. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people, I don't know, Broadway people or an older crowd or set of... Mm. I don't know all those people. Mm-hmm. Them, Mike Pence. You know, Mike Pence saw Hamilton. Mike Pence had famously. probably never heard rap before. Hamilton. Sure, that's true. He was too busy cranking Adventures in Aussie for the squad in the car. <laughs> one of his exactly. one of his favorite shows. So yes, this is them in the formation of they they are a rap rock trio combining all these different genres. This is more them in their rap, like more of the hip hop, more of the MC Hammer style influences of turn of the decade 80s into 90s and the thematics on this album in particular are very broad in most of the songs it's like hey take it to god hey i love rap music like very general sort of sentiments and then sometimes they're a little more specific they'll hit you with with a topic (laughs) i sure will a topic like say racism being bad caroline or in the case of a song called Children Can Live, parentheses without it, abortion, mm, Sterling. Yeah. My they'll favorite. hit you with abortion. Uh, <laughs> on New Thing. <laughs> or, yes, I mean, on New Thing, they'll talk about doing a new thing. Uh, the, what is it? The Children Can Live Without It. It does feature the line. One, you know what? Let me let me just play one of my favorite <laughs> couplets on the album, and I do have a few. I want to recognize intent of our forefathers when they wrote precisely what they meant. Taking on the form of Christian, but the power is denied. In God we trust only when we lust for the apple of our eye. One nation under God with morals out of proportion. An end result is murder. Under legalized abortion. Can live and there's Michael. Uh, Sterling, the gentleman singing right now is a man I saw in concert at Carnegie Hall two months ago in New York Why? City. He was playing a concert show, a Christmas show with Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith. Mm. And he was some of the featured talent. And boy, did he sing. He, he did not like sing this around song. the stage. Can you imagine? <laughs> one? He's like, thanks, Amy, for rocking around the uh, Christmas tree. And the encore. <laughs> but he sings it a cappella and only the chorus. It's his parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting one for me. Yeah. Did you see this coming? Did I see this coming? Yeah. Well... Well, there was already a song that was kind of crazy, I think, on the, um, not to, I won't say what, but, like, that came before this that I think I was kind of disturbed by Mm -hmm. um, that set me up. And I said, by that point when I was listening to the album, I said, I'm prepared. And also, I had a spoiler alert that Kevin texted me, have you gotten to this song? And I said, sure haven't. (laughs) Then that's when I pulled up the Spotify lyrics, because I said, I think I'm not hearing all the words. (laughs) But yeah, this one... I don't know. I was like, I think they should kind of rewrite that main lyric. Children can live without it. It's like, well, it's a little bit confusing. Yeah, it's kind of like, like, like it should be more like, well, children could live, right? I don't know. Could live without. Yeah, it's like like, I thought it's double. Yeah, I was confused by that. Yeah, it's a little. I think they can live without their message. (laughs) 
<laughs> they should be a little more precise. It's like you said, can you live without bread? I'm like, yeah, I could live without bread. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what you mean to say. Right. It's like, yeah. yeah. Kevin, if I take bread away, could you live? <laughs> no. Like the, the intent, right. it's on the razor's edge of almost wordplay. Yeah. And I do wonder if that was part of the intent yeah. of it. I'm not sure. Which is excellent songwriting when you're not sure what the intention <laughs> is. What the intention right. Yeah. Especially for something as, as yeah. didactic. A miracle of God now looked upon as a choice. It's time for all his children to unify a voice. And you do love when choice and voice are rhymed about in any song about, uh, yes, reproductive rights in this fashion. So they do get specific about this stuff. Uh, even though the production-wise, this is from Genius.com, even though production-wise... The song is basic, going back to the standard formula of Toby rapping on the verses and Tate and Max singing on the courses. The topical issues are explored in great detail, greater than on other songs like New Thing. It's like, yeah, I guess it is explored better than <laughs> doing a new thing. It's mm-hmm. explored a new thing. True. That <laughs> is true. But something that, again, they've not, they they never really performed these or, or paid mention or homage to them after this album comes out. I think mm. I get the sense that they're embarrassed of their first two albums, especially because like so much of the, the creative driver of the band is Toby. And basically, especially on these albums, Tatum Max are his hook boys. It's like, I'm rippity rap and God is good. That's probably a big reason why they stopped performing it too. Cause they were like, we don't want to be your backup mm-hmm. bitches anymore. Toby, like we are yeah. DC talk. Is it called Toby Mac and the backup bitches? Or is it called <laughs> DC talk, bro? You yeah. got to choose. <laughs> Sterling, what was the song that you thought was even crazier that came before? Well, I guess it wasn't crazier. It just had specific lyrics. And I said, oh boy, I would say, talk it out. I said, oh boy. Say, 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 kids, what time is it? Which starts with a little sample of uh, some sort of children's television show. This is definitely the most uh, after school specially. Yeah, yeah. Of the songs. And you do get a a clear sense of, oh, what their intended demographic and aim for this album is. Oh. It's like, talk it out. Okay, but how do you mean? And they're just like, oh. (laughs) Very, hey, you know what? Mom and dad are going to know. Go home to mom and dad. Have some of the answers. That's the way we got to do it. One voice, one unit, a Christian theme. Add it all together to build the team. Yeah, the structure under attack. So strange. It's like you guys can't. You're. They're talking about two different things here. They're talking about the nuclear family of America, yeah, being destroyed mm-hmm. by something, and then they're talking about um, parents. You need to talk to your children about unaliving themselves, right? Okay. Yeah. 
Is that, am I getting that right? Well, they do say verbal interactions atop the list, the only antidote to slashing a wrist, Sla- which is yeah, very I extreme. I down the slashing the wrist. That's okay. when I said, oh, this oh. is what we're talking about. Oh, this. oh boy. So, ta- um, talk it out. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> just talk it out. And I said, wow. Whoa. They were specific with that one. Um, that's, I mean, that's good. It's, you, sh- you should, hopefully, you should be able to talk to your parents about it. But also, I don't think the parents are listening to this song. <laughs> no, no. This is not a parent-geared sound. Or was it their Hamilton, Caroline? We don't know, but probably it not. It could be, yeah. This is how <laughs> this is the entry point for a lot of parents. They're like, oh my God, I need to be communicating with my child. I'm going to listen to hip-hop. But you do get the sense, especially from this song and then another song near the beginning of the album, the second track, He Works, which is oh, like, yeah. oh, this is an album, uh, and this is not pejorative, but it's an album for children. Uh, let me skip to the second verse of this. Oh my gosh. It is the sound. To me, it is the sound of good intention. <laughs> they have them trying their best. I understand that you want the best for whoever's listening to this song. You want us to thrive. You want us to be good. You want us to talk to mom and dad. You don't want us to get high. You want us to have a little bit of confidence and swing in our step as we walk down the highways of our hallways of our high school or the highways of our hall school, either way. But it is something that I, and I, and I don't mean to be condescending or, or snarky about it. This, this is an incredibly cute hip hop album. Because so they are a zoopity bop, a scoopity doo, a rippity bat, a poopity oh yeah. Like it mm-hmm. is, it is that throughout. They are not iterating on the form, they're not progressing it at all. And because of the very uh, primary sort of primal emotions associated with, she, with each of the songs, it it's sort of a a young, like a 12-year-old boy's Christian rap album in a lot of ways. For all these reasons. Yeah. With like, we need to give a message. Um, but very dorky. Very, mm-hmm. still very yeah. like, yeah, this would be played at school. How old were they when they made this? Oh, gosh. Well, this came out in 1990. So let's do the math. How old would they have been? Toby Mac was born in 64. So he's in his 20s. 74, 84. Yeah. So he's in his late 20s. 26? Okay. Yeah, 26. 26. Wow. Uh, <laughs> is that older or old? That's <laughs> a little, a little older old. than I thought he would be. It is a little... Michael Tate is 24. Okay. And... They were a little little out of college at this point. And Kevin Max is 23. I actually thought old. they were older. So this is actually good for me. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I was like, these are 45-year-old men singing maybe. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. I also think for these some reason, youths. because I, I'm like so not... Um, accustomed to this music randomly mm-hmm. not my top five i think the way well, we'll be now all thanks to mr <laughs> spotify the way they're singing i really can't get out of my head that it just sounds like a 
Justin Timberlake SNL sketch. <laughs> like it sounds <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, it does. a lonely weekend, Justin Timberlake specifically. Uh-huh. Lonely weekend. Oh, wait. Yeah, is that or not what like uh, break it on down wait, wait, a hill or whatever. Wait, 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 the lonely island. Lonely island. <laughs> I think you've been having a lonely oh, weekend no. over when you're talking. The lonely update. Oh no. Um yeah, like it sounds like one of their songs. It does. Yeah. But maybe that's how they all were sounding like then. Fallon. But I just don't know if that's actually how everything sounded then. But to me, it really I'm like well, no, Justin makes, Timberlake's on this album. Well, no, that <laughs> that that thousand percent makes sense because I feel like Lonely Island is for sure influenced by Beastie Boys, mm. who were huge when this comes out. So that's yeah, yeah that's all part and parcel. So that's dead on to, okay, to what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, you're picking it up. Oh, good. I also feel like it makes sense. They were, you know, 26, 24 or so. So they had just exited the bubble of Liberty University's campus where I'm sure every day on campus they were told outside these gates, it's bedlam. It's mayhem. It's disgusting. You're going to find just just bodies in the street, all of them babies. You know, it's going to be crazy. So make sure you come out and you come out strong with a point of view and they're going to come for you. Mm. So and, and people also need to hear this from you, mm. Toby Mac. They're not going <laughs> to be able to hear it otherwise, and so it makes sense t- in some ways. They were fresh out of college, that they were like, "We got to hit these hit on the head." Yeah, and racism, abortion, and <laughs> teen suicide. Uh, <laughs> what else was there? And new things, Caroline. New things, literally new things. Rap music, defend it. They're you know? loving it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they they go for it, you know. There's a boldness. <laughs> they feel each other out and uh, what they go does, for it. What does DC stand decent for? Decent Christian. It's decent Christian talk. Oh. Yeah, baby. Mm. <laughs> See, as a girl from Washington DC, I said maybe they're talking about my hometown. <laughs> decent Christian. Yeah, yeah. Decent Christian. Well, well, no, you're right though because the Washington DC is Washington. Decent Christian. Yes. That's what the forefathers named it. That is. After. They call this DC Talks because Washington DC listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get some policy made. So Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk to well, these they, guys. They were talking about their forefathers. 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 They do love the forefathers. They, the oh God, and we, we listened. We read an interview a couple of weeks ago of them with in CCM magazine. Oh, yeah, where, where Toby like, Max said it it was it was the equivalent, Caroline pointed this out, that of of Justin Bieber saying, Anne Frank would have been a believer. And I believe Toby <laughs> Mac said, Yeah, the forefathers would have loved Christian rap, we think. Yeah. They would have been into it. <laughs> the one he referenced was Abe Lincoln. I'm like, I don't think he's technically a forefather. <laughs> <laughs> no. Give way later. Uh, this song, Walls. Man against man just ain't the plan. It's time for God's people to take a stand. I mean, brother to brother. Unfortunately, I love their choruses. 
I think they're genuinely catchy, and obviously they're extraordinarily talented singers. To label churches by color ain't nothing but wrong. We're in the same crew. We're singing one song. And you do admire the heart behind the idea of integration and racial reconciliation. You can also imagine a black church being like, we're good. <laughs> You're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, Hey, we appreciate it. We're fine. Y'all y'all can do your thing. We'll do ours. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, DC Talk. You find the yeah, good fight out, out there, kids. In your world. <laughs> Spread the message. Uh, it also features <laughs> my favorite lyric on the album. So when the black sheep, white sheep, or even swirl, God watches over all the sheep of the world. So- oh. Did he say swirl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He said swirl. Cool. Okay. Uh, okay. I always like they're they're um, they have a few like songs about racism. Actually, mm. this is not the first time they've done this. No. And um, yeah, it's it's always a little he- little clunky, but I always like have an affection that they tried. You know, at a time when no one in CCM would talk about this or care about it at all. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. You have to give partial credit Especially on the a curve. Liberty University graduate. Like it's it's surprising in some level, and you know. Uh, so I try to give them a smidge more credit than mm. it sounds like they should get. Mm. <laughs> and again, like I'm saying, I wonder if this was the Hamilton of 1990s hip hop. <laughs> I do wonder if it was actually sort of uh, shocking to have in 1990 for CCM an integrated band. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. It, even just a little bit in that mm. way uh, in the form of Michael Tate being in the band as well. And again... Whether black sheep, white sweet sheep, or even a swirl, God watches over all the sheep of the world. <laughs> the fact that they're doing this whole song and Michael Tate isn't even the one like singing <laughs> oh, the chorus. It's just like, yeah, you know, they, 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 it's a work to do. They got there. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to point out oh, no more. No more. This is track four on the album. This is Michael Tate here. Okay. That's Toby Mac, the rapper, yeah. and this is Kevin Max, the kind of the sex okay. god of the Kevin band. Sex. <laughs> so if Wait, you should that visual, be my drag name, Caroline? Kevin Sex. That's closer to a drag name. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Smacks. <laughs> no more. Man, where's some other outstanding tracks on the album for y'all? I'm. Ch- oh yeah. Any that y'all would drop? Any any that you would say on this 11-track album? Mm-hmm. You know what we could do without? The most streamed track on this album is, of course, New Thing because of the meme of a little boy singing karaoke. And how he's doing it. God, he's doing a new thing. <laughs> I Love Rap Music is, of course, number two. I really am trying to remember the one that I thought was inappropriate. The one that felt sexual to you. Yeah. When you first listened to <laughs> it. There was one that felt sexual to you? Well, okay, so... For me, they all sort of sound sexual to me. <laughs> I yeah, think which I, I think I'd have to take a look. Can I take I, a... Yeah. It's not this one. No More? Okay, on the song No More, mm. I want you to play it and tell me what you hear for the chorus. Okay. 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 <laughs> So Sterling is going to say she heard no more. Oh, give it. It's 
sounds like that to no me. No more <laughs> given head. Which I which when I first listened, I said no. But then honestly, I was like, well, that is their genre. They right. probably would yeah, absolutely hate that. It would be sort of well, anti-head. We probably would. <laughs> maybe. Or are they pro because we have like, save yourselves? We have five main causes. <laughs> no, no, no. You we're, can't do one of the. Uh, you can't do that one. Oh, you can't do it. No, we're no, anti-abortion. No. We're anti-racism. <laughs> we're pro new thing, and we're definitely anti-giving head. Yeah, <laughs> but it sounds like that. I literally had to pull up. That's when I started pulling up the lyrics. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the thing about it is that it sounds like it's in, it, this is in the middle of it that he's like, no! No more giving in. I'm glad you guys hear it. Cause wow. I, no, cause that I is. Now I can. You can. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can. can't unhear it once oh, you hear now, it. Oh, now I wish I prefer it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, wow. That then is, one, but then once I pulled up the lyrics, I was like, nah, this is That's not a stretch. boring. That this is, is not a stretch of a of Okay, a good. I'm glad, I found, happened. I'm glad that you guys heard that and I found the song. <laughs> <laughs> but Caroline, I mean, thankfully, in we've listened to so many different kinds of artists on the show. We have heard artists that are that go way the other way and are very pro that thing. Mm. Caroline, do you remember that song by Stephen Curse Chapman? Well, it's my turn now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sounds like someone else had a turn. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, so that's it implies he gave first. Oh. Yeah. And that's beautiful that he served his woman right. first and foremost. <laughs> you give her a reminder. And he's like, oh, honey. Well, it's my <laughs> turn now. I hope he does it with the snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so wholesome sounding too? So sweet. It's like, a, and I'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Where are my manners? Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. You know who has a pro giving head song? <laughs> who? Bruce Springsteen. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He has a song called Redhead and Woman that's all about Get down there. No, it's <laughs> it's all about Cunnilingus, and he would talk about how much he loves Cunnilingus when he would sing it. Oh, he loves going down. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. He said, listen up, stud, your life's been wasted till you've got down on your knees and tasted Woo. a red-headed woman. That's Bruce. how that song goes. Wow. Push come to shove, shove come to push, right. and I was Moses kneeling for the burning bush of my <laughs> red-headed woman. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it, it is about that. Reading. Whoa, that. And his one. wife's a redhead, so oh. it's presumably about her. Yeah. From his mm. marriage album. <laughs> <laughs> but not the current? Not the current wife? No, I think she's it's, still it's current. The, it's oh, the current, current one. Still yeah, current. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the one he left the wife for. Yeah. Oh, well. This is his Rita Wilson. Tom mm. Hanks left his first wife for Rita Wilson. Blah, blah. Anyway, mm. any mm. other songs on the album about giving? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's a no-nut November, I guess. <laughs> it's a no-nut November anthem. I'm trying to think why he would take such a stand on that. <laughs> or maybe it's like he's addicted to giving he's head. Giving, yeah, and he's, he's like, I can't. I can't do it no more. It's too much. Is that Max or Tate singing it? That would change it, too. Uh, all right. Let's, let's rate this album. The way it works, Sterling, is we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down form of a holy toast or holy roast holy toast is a thumbs up that's when we say to this album yeah, 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 yeah. 
Only roast is a thumbs down. That's when we say, no, 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 no. Or we send it to purgatory, which is the space between. Caroline, we'll start with you. I'm going to give it a toast. I think that there's just no more <laughs> Cameron <laughs> Rose. Um, I think there's just no replacement for this album, this sound, this moment of time. Um, this era of DC talk, there's something very charming about it to me. And I agree with all of their messages. Wow. Oh, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit. Whoa. <laughs> Caroline can't live without it is what can't she said. Can't live without it. <laughs> can't live without it. All right, we'll turn it to Sterling. And again, keep in mind this album sold 200,000 copies when it came out. <laughs> is that a lot? I think it was a lot back then. Okay. Yeah. It was a decent amount, mm. decent Christian amount. Mm. Um, okay, um, to play devil's advocate, whatever a girl wants, um, <laughs> I'll do a holy roast. Mm. Mostly because mm. I did do that Spotify feature wrong, and now I actually haven't even, I don't know if I've listened to a full album in 2024, like all the way through, and this one, Shit. now Spotify will say, we, you love this. Um, so I'm giving it a roast for that, because I think it's now messed up, kind of, my music. But um, also, uh, Caroline, you love that abortion song? I didn't know that you loved that. Oh, Caroline, she said she loved every single topic. That I didn't love. Listen, if you can imagine... Um, there are some messages I disagreed with. Sterling, <laughs> authenticity <laughs> is dangerous and expensive. We loved every song on this album. There are some genres I actually Stand had by. issue with, and you know who you are. Um, so unfortunately, I'm roasting this album today. Holy Fair shit. enough. Sorry. Let him have it. Uh, I got to give it a toast like my partner in crime, Caroline. I, I, I have to. It is so sweet. It is so cute. I can't get over it. I can't get over the the unnecessary amount of power and energy in those hooks mm-hmm. <laughs> and then those men trying to practice a little bit of self-control <laughs> with all of their might. And also, also we didn't talk about this. Maybe, maybe this is for a different episode, Caroline. They did release a, not a feature length, but essentially like a short film uh, video cassette, mm-hmm. a VHS companion to this oh. album called Rap, rock, and soul, which is probably how they define the three of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can watch on YouTube. I'm sure we will at some point. It's 33 minutes long. But you can just kind of get a taste for who these boys were in the year 1991 when this came out. I just turned it to a random place. The rap. brother right here, the brother to my left, sitting in the middle here. It's smooth. He's vanilla, but he's definitely smooth. Well, I got the vanilla on the outside, <laughs> but God has blessed me with, with that, that chocolate, chocolate down deep in my soul. <laughs> Yo, to be oh, blonde, wow, rapping wow. black or white thing, oh. no, it's a thing. It's an urban thing. They cut to black and white Toby Mac dancing. It's not a black and white thing. Cut to literal black Yo, and white footage. Definitely the most vital part of DC Talk. You fellas agree with what? <laughs> it's pretty much DC Talk. Yeah, the, yeah the, I, would, I would agree with that. No, no, I won't. 
No, I don't agree with that. I, I think the rock is the most important part of the group. What do you think? <laughs> Cut. Toby's my boy, man. Master of ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> rap is punchy. Rap is to the point. Rap is getting the gospel across. Oh my gosh, stop, this stop. Because <laughs> we need to talk about that. We need to do like a heaven is for reals. The tension, did you feel that? Yeah. This They're is competing. like day one. Also, Ooh. that guy has darkness in his eyes, that one, man. A VH1 Which and the one? The rock. Uh, the Kevin one Max. who says like it's like a rock group or something. Oh yeah, I don't know. His haircut was scary at first. I was like, these boys are actually really like actually seem really cool, and I was almost going to change my vote based on their. <laughs> I was literally almost going to change my vote because I was like, wait, these guys seem kind of cool. You liked when he said yeah. chocolate down to, here. They seem to have like a joie de vivre, but then that guy seemed like he was a killer, like behind his eyes, and he seemed like he was actually having no fun. Okay, so you kind of hate who is now the most progressive member of this group, really? and who has actually grown oh, no. to be. Oh, what, if, what if we're on SML together and he <laughs> hears firm. this? Thank Michael you, Lauren. Thank you with Michael Pence. Okay. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. So I really had no clue. You call it darkness. I'm just uneducated. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He, he had a rough time. Sorry for not bringing that up before. Oh, goodness. Well, more, more treasures <laughs> await us later There's on so down the road. so much DC talk. Okay. There's just so much. It never ends. It never ends with those boys. All right, but let's bring it down now. We're dimming the lights in here. We're lighting the candles. On other shows, Sterling, you might plug yourself or promote your projects, but we're not here to do that. We're here to lift those things up to the Lord as a humble, loving sacrifice. And we'll start, as per usual, with Caroline. And keep in mind, you can lift up your promotional projects. You can promote your projects via lifting them up. I'm just going to keep talking. But you can also lift up Something that you've enjoyed in the secular culture. The last great thing that you watched, saw, read, listened to, etc. Caroline, we'll start with you. Um, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts. And I'm going to shout out uh, a great show I've been really enjoying. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's been a great time. Very, very cool, uh, expensive looking show. They go to such great locations. And shout out to Julia Jeff Seals. Bezos. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, first Jeff. Ju- and then well, Julia. you heard. It's Julia Bezos now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, who wrote on that show, um, guest on the pod, and yeah. neighbor to some... Oh, who knew, actually? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know she wrote on that. Uh-huh. Your dog's in her. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she wrote on that. Yeah, it's a good time. I really enjoy it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Maya Erskine, mm-hmm. who... One time I saw her and her husband and daughter in the wild, and her daughter was cute as fuck. <laughs> it might have been son. Anyway, their baby was cute as hell. I want to see that baby. Yeah. I, I bet she doesn't post the baby. Pro- no, I don't probably. think so. And we turn to Sterling. <laughs> I'm lifting up. Well, what am I, what's what part own? of this is unclear? You're lifting up, I promoting. The, you're what? lifting I up, forgot. in my words. I thought there was a. I thought there was a little phrase for the first one. Oh, lift up. Oh, they're both. They're both lifting. You okay. lift them I all. Thought, I thought she said two different things. No. Okay, I'm lifting up for myself. My podcast, bad behavior. Bad behavior. It comes out weekly on Wednesdays. We just started a new season. And I've only been on it once. Isn't that interesting? Well, no one's been on it twice, Kevin. Is that true? It's true. Oh. <laughs> it's very funny. And come check us out. But the thing I want to lift up in culture right now is something I know everyone else is lifting up, but it is The Traitors on Peacock, season two. 
Boy, I've heard. am I loving the traders. I've heard. Um, it is so funny. It is so camp. It's in Scotland in a castle. Oh boy. Ooh. It's basically the game Mafia, but with reality TV show stars. Mafia. And uh, Alan Cumming is a genius host and is amazing. Check it out. Wow. Traders. I, I've, I've only experienced that through memes, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, check it out. <laughs> you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll lift up. Oh, I think I already lifted that up. Never mind. I'll lift up something else. I'll lift up. Wait, have I lifted up Maestro Caroline? <laughs> now? <laughs> he needs it. Go ahead. He yeah. Send all your support, Lip- all your good vibes. I'm lifting up Maestro. No. You know what? I'll lift up What's Up Doc because I just watched that again for the first time in years. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. 10 out of 10 masterpiece. LOL. LMAO, too. Wow. And at one point, Raffle. Damn. For real. Mm. Um, For real. (laughs) Which was really sticky. Yeah. Uh, This is 1972 Screwball Classic starring Barbara Streisand, directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Probably just rent it somewhere. It was on Criterion Channel for a little bit. But go rent it somewhere. It's one of the funniest movies, one of the greatest movies ever made. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun every week. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like to. We appreciate it so much. Sterling, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, for making the print to your popper. Oh, the first episode. <laughs> Actually, no, I mean, your episode, the first no, one was great. I, it wasn't good. I know. But by comparison. New thing? Yeah. Come on. You're doing a new thing on this show. <laughs> <sighs> and there's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay I, I love, love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Now watch, watch this show. drive. And I think, I think it's only right that we go out on. I made a move to settle the score. Throughout a base that's Something that we should all remember in the weeks to come. (laughs) Something Michael Douglas said to himself after he got throat cancer, allegedly. Oh my god. Too much. Alright, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.